I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write monologues for the radio. Five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling them. I hope you enjoy. Have you ever been asked not to look behind the curtain? Asked to not ask further, as if information is a privilege and not a right? As if anything within the universe does not belong to the universe? Who was it that told you to cease your questions, stop your line of inquiry? Was it a close friend? A family member? Someone that would only keep a secret from you because it would be embarrassing or difficult to hear on your part? Perhaps they were doing it for you. That this is noble, though it is not really up to them whether or not you can handle the truth. And you can. You've been handling the truth. Might as well be exposed to it. Was this person an authority figure? Was it someone who had substantial power over you and could not stand to lose a buck or two if you knew the truth of what they were doing? What was it exactly that they were hiding? Call me a skeptic, but I believe that as soon as someone doesn't want me knowing about what they're doing, they are guilty of disenfranchising me. Surely, if you were proud of what you were doing and saw me as no threat, you would pour yourself over with tidbits and stories about the activity. Surely, if you were not being sneaky and selfish, you would allow my investigations to continue, and I could prove that you weren't being sneaky. Odd how that works. Listeners, take a moment to look behind the curtain. See the man behind the voice, and know he has everything you do not. I will try just about anything twice, because what if the first time was just a fluke? Who knows? Not me. Until I try it again, that is. On the second try, I've got the experiences of the first. I have an idea of what I'm looking for, what I should be expecting. Maybe I can reshape my expectations to fit the mold of this thing, so that this time I may enjoy it further. Like a lychee berry. It looks delicious, and I enjoy the taste, but when I took that first bite, I was put off from it. Have you had a lychee berry? They're spongy, like soft flesh, chewy too, similar to eel meat. It's an odd berry the first time you eat it, and even the next few times it can be weird texture-wise. But I try it again, and again, until I like it, because I'm sure I will. This is useful for all walks of life. From new skills to new experiences to new people. Giving a second chance can be the difference between life and death if you're learning to swim or perform CPR. It can also be the difference between having a good time at your significant other's house when the family serves you a meal that you have not had before. Perhaps they served corn hash and you've never had corned hash before and you have no clue what to expect. What a horror show to deny the meal that you have been provided. Try it twice. A man of short stature and even shorter temper pushed his way through the front door of a home. There was no ding at the door because this was a residential building with no such system in place. He made his way to the kitchen, poured a cup of coffee, and seated himself at the breakfast table. The family seated there took pause, glanced at each other to share a quick and silent conversation, and the youngest spoke up. Excuse me. The man 
now given a moment of attention, ordered his meal. I'll have a cinnamon toast and an egg and, uh, hmm. Do you have bacon? I'd like some bacon. The family shared glances again. The man took the newspaper from the mother of the family. There's news going on, did you hear? They had heard. In fact, the family was just discussing the news that was going on when the man entered their home. We have heard, said the youngest. I'd like that back, the mother shot out. We're not a diner, the father said. The man looked up from his columns, squinted at the father, and sipped his coffee, still squinting. I don't like your attitude, the man said. I am a paying customer, and I deserve some amount of respect. How is it that I was never even given a menu? The father didn't know how to respond, but the mother did. Hey, guy, the man turned to face her. Get out. A look of confusion spread across his face. Leave, she screamed. The man looked over his shoulder back towards the front door. I don't think I'm at the right place. Beetles and bugs cover the floor of my closet like a carpet. The not-so-creepy crawlies are hibernating, waiting for an opportunity, the perfect executable. You see, I'm saving them for a project, something so well thought out and timed that even being a second off would set the entire thing into cascading failure. I am not the type to want to fail, so I need them close. I need the insects in my closet until their destiny arrives. I will set them out in order to in, or out to cover all the cameras in the city during a protest, so as to aid the benefactors of such a thing. If you cannot be seen, you cannot be tracked, and I care about the safety of my fellow revolutionists. They've been protesting for so long, I just feel like I need to do my part. Until then, however, I am subjected to the bugs in my closet. A fate worse than birds in your closet. They shift and wriggle under my bare feet, fresh out of the shower, as I hastily throw all my clothes together. I have to be specifically careful not to have a bug stick to my foot and subsequently be stuck in my sock all day. It's already happened like five times, so I'm sick of it. They also provide me with some nice background noise at night, all their legs rubbing together, carapaces bumping up on each other, Feels like I'm in a rainforest or a bug farm. I have been Taylor Barr, your radio DJ of sorts. I do hope you enjoyed my monologues. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stay tuned next time for more monologues and more monologues and more monologues.